Hi, my name is Chris Doe, and I was on the route of all success with the real Jason Duncan. And if you want to learn about entrepreneurship from a guy who knows what he's talking about, this is the episode you need to listen to. Welcome to the root of all success with the real Jason Duncan, a podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs unlocked success and how their stories can help you do the same. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason has built multi-million dollar businesses that have been featured in Inc. Magazine and Entrepreneur Magazine. His life's mission now is helping entrepreneurs live what he calls hashtag the exit lifestyle. Introducing TEDx speaker, mastermind leader, author, entrepreneur, cigar aficionado, motorcycle enthusiast, and host of the root of all success, the real Jason Duncan. The real Jason Duncan. Welcome back to another episode. I am the real Jason Duncan. You can call me JD. I'm glad that you're here today because I'm going to be talking with Chris Doe. This guy is amazing. You've probably seen him on social media. I know you've seen him on YouTube. This guy is everywhere. Millions of followers. He's making a huge impact in the creative space. He's helping business people become creatives. He's helping creative people become business people. This guy is legit. I met him in San Diego, I guess it was back in January, February. We'll talk a little bit about that today on the show. Um, and he is exactly what I thought he was. So you're going to really, really enjoy this conversation. Chris Doe is described, self-described as a loud introvert. He's a recovering graphic designer. He's an Emmy award-winning designer and the founder of the company, The Future, which we'll talk about in the show today, which is an online education platform. His mission is to teach a 1 billion people, that's right, B, billion people, how to make a living doing what they love. So you can think of The Future as a private art school without the crippling debt. So please help me welcome Chris Doe to The Root of All Success. Hey, Chris, welcome to The Root of All Success, my man. Thanks for having me here, Jason. Well, I'm uh, I'm really excited uh, about talking to you. I had seen you on uh, on socials and on YouTube uh, previous to meeting you in person a few months back. Yeah, I guess we met. Was it San Diego? Was it San Diego where we met? It was. Yeah, yeah. with Neil, Neil Dingra had the um, had the Ford event. I you spoke at that one, and then I spoke at the next one. So we were I think we were in San Diego together, and I was really impressed by your energy your, your vibe and just kind of, I don't know, I, I, I guess, I don't know how to describe it, but I guess when people meet you, if they, if anybody's met you, who's listening to this knows like the Chris Doe vibe, it's just like chill, but very authoritative. Like, you know what you're talking about. Nobody's going to question that you don't know what you're talking about. And, um, you just got a good heart. That's what I, that's what I felt in you. So that's why I said, man, I'd really love to have you on my show. And now here we are several months later, Here we are <laughs> finally, finally doing it. So thanks yeah. for being here, man. This is, this is fantastic. And thanks so much for saying that. I, somebody, something that people don't know about me is that I actually enjoy being around people. And so when I'm out and about and, and Neil's like, Chris, you hung out before, after, during and everything. It's like, I'm here to meet people. I enjoy talking to them. Well, that's also part of what I really am was uh impressed upon me your character because so many times i go to these events and this is not necessarily a knock against people who do it differently right. than you did it but i sometimes so many times i go to these events and the speaker comes in and speaks they only show up for their talk and then they leave when their talk is done and i get it people are busy i understand but when the speaker shows up or when one of the speakers shows up at the beginning of the conference stays for the conference and stays after the conference 
I'm like, okay, this guy actually is interested in learning and he's want to, he wants to give. And you ended up speaking a second time on Sunday morning at our brunch because you were still there. So I, I appreciate that very much. Yeah. Thank you. That was a, a, a trick, a, a thing of deception by Neil, which I do appreciate. He's like, Hey, I'm having brunch. You want to come have brunch with me? I'm like, sure. And I show up I'm like, Oh, it's not just the two of us. It's like everybody. Well, the VIP crew. And he goes, Hey, you know, some people are upset. They didn't get to hear what you were saying. Do you mind just repeating that? He has a way of asking that's very hard to say no to. So I'm like, of course, I'm here. What else am I going to do? And if people want to listen to me, I'm happy to help. Yeah. When you're heading out, uh, heading out this weekend to Vegas, of course, the weekend of recording, not the weekend that just comes out, but yes. you're heading out to Vegas this weekend to be part of the big forward event. Mm -hmm. And um, those are those are fantastic. Neil puts on one of the best conferences I've ever been to because he brings in great speakers, but he also yep. has, he's built a great community. He has it's just a really good community. Yeah. So how did you originally get involved with Neil? We'll talk about that for just a moment more, and then we'll move on into your personal story. Yeah, what I like about Neil is before he introduces each guest, he tells a little personal story. So the night before the, the whole event, uh, the mastermind in San Diego, he told the story, which was he wanted to have me on his podcast, and he was trying to figure out how to do so. And so he did something. He was the first person to do this. He just approached me and said, Chris, I see that it costs this much to book you for an hour of your coaching time. Could I just pay for that and have this as a podcast? And I'm like, well, sure, I guess. And, he, and then he goes and escalates it later. He's like, I'm actually in town for that coaching session and I have a crew. Why don't we just record here? I'm like, okay. And so that's how he and I first met. And it was pretty cool. So he's a super chill guy. And I describe him like the Indian Andy Garcia. He looks just like Andy Garcia to me. He's got he a good vibe. Yeah, he does. He does. Well, it's funny how, how I met him too, because it was complete by happenstance. I was at Brad Lee's office. I just recorded on Brad's show and Neil showed up that day to talk to Brad about the event that the, the, the event last year that they okay. had the board event last year. Yeah. And so I've never met Neil. Neil never met me. We don't know each other from Adam. And he, he you know, we're all sitting out on the, the, you know, Brad's patio, Neil's not, but Brad and I are smoking cigars. We're all just talking about the event. And, uh, and, and, and Neil was talking about how much he had to pay the speakers to come in. He was talking about that. I'm like, well, I'll pay the, the difference that you're trying to get if you'll let me on stage. And he's like, mm. okay, well, thank you. Like he doesn't know who I am. So it right. doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. But then later I found out he was texting people like, do you know who this Jason Duncan dude is? Do you know who this guy is? <laughs> and so we actually, we actually have some mutual friends <laughs> who are part of the Ford mastermind that live here in Nashville where I am. Mm. Uh, but then he invited me. He was gracious. He said, you should come to the event. Even though I'm not in the real estate world, that's not my thing. I don't do mortgages. He, he invited me to come and my wife went with me and we, we had a phenomenal time last July. So congratulations for being on the big stage because uh, you're going to kill it and it's going to be a great time. And for those who are listening, of course, it's already happened by the time you're listening to this, but right. go check out Forward Academy. I don't know how, I don't know how you search for that, but make sure it's Neil's Forward Academy, N-E-E-L, N-E-E-L. I, I think Chris would endorse it. I would endorse it. It's, it's a great, it's great stuff. So thank you for helping me indulge that. I know Neil will appreciate it for sure. Of course. So where do you, where do you hail? Where do you live these days? Or uh, yeah, I recently moved to Pasadena, California, and prior to that, I lived 17-ish years on the west side in the Pacific Palisades, so it's a bit of a weather culture change, but I'm loving it here. Yeah, better or worse weather? Uh, worse weather, but better people, I think. So uh -huh. more, and, and I, I tell my friends this, and they're like, uh, not where you live, but what, there's some context that needs to be understood here. People here are more working class. They didn't inherit uh, like a real estate empire from their parents. 
they're not old money. They're just regular folk who have done really well in their life and their business, usually first generation money. And I, I enjoy talking to people like that. Whereas in my old neighborhood, I love my neighbors, but a lot of them were just third generation money. And so they have a whole different set of values. Not to say that they're bad. They're just not where I come from. That's all. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I've, I've, uh, I've, I'm from Nashville. I've been here my whole life. I've lived a few different places, but this is home every, but every time I go to, uh, to California, there's always something new to see. Everything yeah. is so different from San Diego, San Francisco, everything in between Sa Sacramento. I mean, it's all very different. And that's why I know people stay there in spite of the nuttiness that's gone on <laughs> in that state for the last several years. But, uh, yeah. but I'm, um, so, so let's get into your descriptors, loud introvert. Mm -hmm. So one of the things you talked about in the San Diego workshop that we were at, and uh, I guess, golly, that was February, January, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. You, you talked about coming up with a two word descriptor or two word brand statement. And yep. so yours is loud introvert. How did you come up with that? And what does that mean? Yeah, so initially, this was kind of pre-me thinking about uh, how other people can do the same. First of all, we need to remember something. The stories are very hard to process. They're hard to remember. It's something I learned from my business coaches. It must be repeatable, meaning after you tell someone your story, they should be able to tell someone else and tell someone else. And it's how word of mouth travels. And this is how you're supposed to do it. Now, when I teach in school, I would tell my students I'm an introvert and it's very difficult for me to be around people. And they're like, get out of town. We don't believe you because... In class, I'm a wild person. I tell jokes. I'm jumping on the table. We're doing weird things. And then the funny thing was one of my students who wound up being my protege, she followed me around when I was days or weeks out from preparing for a talk. And she could see a different switch had flipped in my head. And she's like, you're being really weird right now. I'm like, I know, because I'm on my 18th draft for a talk I'm supposed to memorize. And she's there trying to help me. And then it really dawned on her. This is not an act. This is real. Like I'm in my head and trying to figure things out. And that's too much of a story to tell somebody. So what, what loud introvert means is I'm an introvert. I lose energy be being around people. I'm socially awkward as hell. I don't know how to start conversations. I don't know how to get out of conversations, Jason. <laughs> so what I try to do is focus on building social media and content so good that I don't actually have to develop social skills. So when people see you across the street or at an event, they're like, hey, I listened to your podcast. I have a question for you. I'm like, great. You've solved 90% of my problems interacting with people, which is I don't know how to approach you. Hence, loud introvert. Social media without social skills. I yeah. actually just wrote that down. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. So the loud introvert, I get it. I, I think, um, I don't know who wrote, I think it was Dan Pink wrote a book. I can't remember the name of it, but he talked about ambiverts or mm. omniverts where, you know, you've got, you got, introvert on one side, extrovert on the other, but there's a lot of us. I think I'm, I'm in the middle yeah. depending upon the situation. I can play up to the crowd, but, but I think naturally I probably play a little more down, but I wouldn't consider myself an introvert by any mm. stretch of the imagination. So what book was that? Do you know what I'm talking about? If you, you know, is I'm, it a whole new mind? Th that's it. That's yeah. it. So, uh, yeah, that was a really interesting read about the difference between introverts and extroverts and I think he called it ambivert, like ambivert. being ambidextrous where you can use either side. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, I think that's the idea. So now you're, you're kind of famous for having a lot of, um, a lot of followers on YouTube and on your social platforms and you, you're a teacher at heart, which, which is what you do, which I, uh, I really resonate with because I also was a former school teacher. Mm. So did you, what did you teach when you were a school teacher? 
Yeah, I taught at a private art school for 15 years at Art Center and also at Otis, and I lectured at different art schools and colleges. And that that was my safe place because I'm talking about things I know a lot about. I was mostly teaching main title design, sequential design, storyboarding, those kinds of things related to the motion design industry, which is the previous career that I had. People don't know this, but I ran a company called Blind since 1995, 20 plus years, did 80 million plus in revenue during that time. And we made commercials and music videos. So about five years out from from running my business, uh, there was an opportunity for me to teach what it is I was doing. And my, my real challenge back then was no one taught me how to do what it is I was doing. So I had to invent the models. And it was a long 15-year experiment on how to teach people how to do what it is that I know how to do. So when did you transition from teaching into this other, this other Chris Doe personal brand? It, it's in 2014. I know this because it's documented. First video dropped on YouTube January of 2014. And at that time, I'm 42 years old. And it's a former classmate, a friend of mine from Art Center who's like, I know you want to teach because he saw that I was trying to market and promote a workshop that I was going to teach about topography. And he's, why don't we just combine forces? I'm already doing this and I'm about a year and a half, two years into this. Why don't we just combine forces? And back then it was called The School, spelled S-K-O-O-L. And his name is Jose Caballé. And so Jose and I were like, let's do this. And, and Jose was the exact opposite. I don't know if you're old enough to remember a TV show called The Odd Couple. Felix oh, yeah. and Oscar, right? And they're yeah. so different. One is like anal retentive suit and the other guy was sloppy and messy, but somehow they made it work. I'll let you figure out who's who in the characters here, but we made it work for a period of time. <laughs> so you were 42 in 2014. Yeah. So I'm trying to do the math real quick, man. You don't, so I'm 51. 40, you don't even look 42 now. <laughs> so, so Asians have a, this beauty of not looking as old as you are. It's such a gift that God has given your people. <laughs> you know, somebody had said this Asian don't raisin and black don't crack. It might be true. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I'm 48, so we're not too far apart, but you certainly don't, don't even look 42. You're young, man. 48, so well, thank you. we're I, both I, in that club. I, I get If I shave my beard off, I'll look 12. So <laughs> That's probably it, then. Shave the beard if you want to look I, younger. I need to shave the beard off. With, I look yeah. a lot younger. So Chris Doe becomes, kind of starts becoming a thing in 2014 at the ripe old age of 42, and that was uh, you know nine years ago. So now you've got millions of followers on social media. You're killing it on stages you run a mastermind you're coaching people what like what do you think your thing is if somebody said well, what is it that chris doe what's his primary area of expertise what would you say my i get credit for lots of things which sometimes i, I feel like i don't deserve <clears throat> oftentimes people say they see your presence they see you following and instant social proof and they start applying labels to you i think the people the thing that people know me most for is my sales videos which i didn't even know i knew how to do to be honest, right? <laughs> so they're like, oh, he's the pricing sales guy. He'll teach you how to overcome objections. He'll teach you how to frame the conversation, not to defend yourself when talking about money. And that really just comes from an internal belief that I have. And I didn't realize this. So I, I, I know it's true, but I've pitched on hundreds of jobs ranging from $30,000 all the way up to a million dollars and winning them. And through that process, you learned a thing or two. And luckily I had some coaching as well along the way. And it, it builds up your confidence to carry yourself a specific way. And I'm just trying to teach that to other people. 
Well, that is in fact how I first became aware of you. And it was one of, it was a, it was a TikTok video, I guess, or a YouTube short or something yeah. like that on, on oh, sales. Yeah. And you had a small group of people who were designers, it sounded like, mm -hmm. and you were walk, walking them through how to position their pricing, how to anchor, anchor at a higher point and, right. and, and do ranges. And I was like, this dude is legit. He knows what he's talking about. But, but now that I've met you and have interacted with you and followed you then I don't see you as the sales guy, even though that was how I originally was introduced to you. Is that, is that kind of the conundrum you find yourself in with most folks? Yeah, it, it just evolves, right? It depends on what I'm passionate of talking about. So some people think I'm a, a genius at marketing because of my social media following and my engagement, but I don't know anything about marketing. Uh, now I'm moving into branding and nobody taught me branding. I'm just trying to figure it out. So there are things like when you pursue your goal, there are skills that you pick up along the way that you, that you then become known for. And if you want to, you can actually teach and package that for, for money. It's a wonderful world. Yeah, it is. It is a world, man. I tell you, we, to go from content, you know, just making content, building a community around that content, uh, content, and then being able to do commerce around that content, that community, uh, you, you've mastered that and you're showing other people how to do that. So in all the things that you've been successful about, you know, with what you've been able to accomplish, if you had to kind of narrow down all of that success into one thing, like this is the one thing that made Chris Doe successful. What is that? That's a big question, Jason. I've been thinking about that. And I think the domino that, that starts off all the other chain reactions falling over is when I was able to hire my first business coach. His name is Kira McLaren. Uh, he's since passed away, but without him, I'm not sure that I'm here or I'm here as quickly as I'm here. And let me, let me explain. So there's a little story here. If you'll indulge me, right? I'm meeting up with an industry friend. He's a sound designer, composer. Uh, his, his name is Hugh Barton. And we were meeting at this little Italian cafe in Santa Monica and we're chatting. There's something very different about the way that he was like behaving. He has a glow about him. I'm like, dude, what are you so happy about? He goes, well, yeah, like last year we doubled our business. And I thought that's a figure of speech, but he meant it literally. And inside I was like, why don't you ask him how? Ask him how. But, you know, you're having lunch and you're like, you can't get into a person's business over lunch like that. But I just quiet that part of my voice that says this is inappropriate. I just say, how, how did you do this? What happened? And he goes, I hired a business coach. And quite literally, I know you're going to fall out of your chair. I've never even heard that term before. Like, I know, I know nothing about this. Keep in mind, like, I'm a first-generation immigrant refugee from Vietnam. We came to the United States with no money. The idea of a coach and a business coach putting those two ideas together, it's like, you might have just said a Martian. I hired a Martian to help me. And I'm like, tell me more about this Martian. And does this Martian have a phone number? And this Martian's name? And he was slightly hesitant. I could just tell there's like that half a millisecond pause. Like, do I give someone else the genie that's granted me my wishes? And then he's I was like, of course, here's his phone number. Get in touch with him. That day I went home. I told my wife, we're going to hire a business coach. And that's how Kier and I started working together. Wow. You know, what's weird about that, dude, is that you and I have a very similar, I, I, I you know, if somebody asked me the question, I should ask you, yeah. the business coach would probably be in the top five things I would have said. Um, and, and given the opportunity to really think about it. I think it probably is number one because for years I didn't know what a business coach was. When I started a business as an unemployed school teacher in 2010, I didn't know what a business coach was. And I became aware of it just through the process of being an entrepreneur, just like you did. What is this business coach? What does that mean? I'd heard of life coaches. I didn't know what a business coach right. was. Same. And, and, and then when I hired my guy who also sadly has passed away, he's no longer with us. But when I hired my guy, 
Like that's when I became a millionaire. That's when things took off and the power of a business coach, people underestimate it because there's so many bad ones out there. I think yeah. they underestimate the power. How do you, let's camp on this for just a okay. minute, if you don't sure. mind. Yeah. What do you, for the people that are listening and they are like, I get it. I, I need a business coach, but I don't know how to find it. I don't know how to, how to quantify their abilities or how much I should pay them. What, what, what advice do you have about how to find and make sure you've got the right coach? Very good question. You know, I've been very fortunate in my life. Almost every person I've hired for the first time has worked out when I personally have hired them. We've we made ten, tons of mistakes when other people have hired people. And we'll get into that maybe later if you're curious. But uh, the first thing is just do you guys have the same vibe? I think that's very important. And people tend to focus on the wrong things. They focus on, does this person have relevant industry experience? Do they know my niche and my expert area of focus so well? And I don't care about that. People focus too much about their previous accolades, who they've worked with. I don't care anything about that. What I did was I called Kier because he was referred to me by this other person. He came in. He, he looked nothing like the way you would expect a business coach to look like. He's a big, heavy set man. He used to play football, right? He tried out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a big dude. He's an older white guy. He kind of looks like Santa Claus with white hair, bald spot. And he comes in in a t-shirt and jeans riding his motorcycle in. And I was like, what? I was expecting somebody like from Central Casting in a three-piece suit, like uh, like martini lunches and those kinds of things. Nothing like that. He has like a big like laugh. And we sat down and he just very patiently asked me a few questions. And then he asked me if I had any questions. And he had already solved my first business problem. And this is our first just getting to know each other conversation. He saves me from making a potential disastrous partnership and he helped me to get out of it. So I was like, I need to work with this person, right? So here's the weird thing, Jason. I called my brother. I said, I hired a business coach. He's been fantastic for my business. And my, my older brother is super analytical. He asked me, where do you go to school? What's his pedigree? He asked me all the questions you're supposed to ask if you're vetting someone. I asked zero questions. We just had a conversation and we connected. And I think I can work with this person. He goes, it's a three-month commitment. If you want, we can start. If you don't, we don't have to. The most non-salesy sales process I've ever seen. So I'm like, of course. And I wound up working with Kier, believe it or not, Jason, for 13 years. We met every single week for an hour and a half to two hours for 13 years. Wow. That is amazing. So you broke my, what I would consider the rule of thumb is a three-year time span on most business coaches because they get too close and they can't see things. So mm -hmm. you guys were able to keep that magic going for four times that amount. That, that's well, killer. there's a reason why though. The first real business coaching thing, he saved me from making a disastrous business partnership would probably save me millions of dollars. Didn't make me money, but it saved me. Number two, when I told him how we were pitching, he made some tweaks to how we were pitching. And for the first year, the very first year, the first real piece of advice I got from him, we were at about $2.2 million every year. We went from that year to $3.9 million. I attribute that difference to him. So I was thinking in my mind, you've just paid for yourself for 10 years. And I didn't really care what we talked about after that. And I still got tons of value every time we got together. But that's the kind of guy I am. And I, I preach this to other people. Don't pay for the time, pay for the value. So man gave me an hour and a half's worth of his time, but he transformed me and then he transformed my business through me. And so now I owe him and I'm that kind of person. 
That's, that's great. And that, that little, that little thing you said there about don't pay for their time, pay for the value. That is really, really, really important. That's, that's important on both sides of the aisle for the coaches out there. You don't charge for your time. You charge for the value that you bring. And then on, on the hiring side, if we're, if we're business people, we want to hire a coach. We're not looking for the coach we can get for X number of dollars per hour. We're looking for the coach who can get us the value. So it's that, that's very, very, very uh, good point, Chris. Thank you for making that. So mm. sorry that you, uh, that you lost him. I'm also sorry that I lost my first guy. You know, it's, uh, it was, it was a sad call to get to find out that he was no longer with us because he was a good dude and helped me, helped me figure stuff out. So let, let's talk about your definition of success. Cause everybody's got a different one and you've been very successful from the outside looking in. And we're going to talk a little bit about the future and what you're doing with uh, your company called the future, not just the future in terms of time, but we're going to talk about that. But you've been very successful in a lot of, lot of different avenues, but how does Chris Doe define that word success? Um, I think there are two components to it. Number one is freedom, freedom to do what you want, where you want, when you want, with whom you want for as long as you want. And number two is to be 100% aligned with your life's purpose. And I believe all of us, that is the job number one, to figure out who you are and what it is that you're meant to do on this earth. And you have a gift. Most people go to their grave not having realized their gift or suppressing it because they were too busy living someone else's dream. And because of that, they never reach to the very top of where they are. Now, I thought my gift and my purpose to, was to make commercials and music videos. It was not. Clearly, that was not it. When I was able to combine my passion for education, my, mo my experience in producing commercials and videos, my love for entrepreneurship, and a blend of spicy dough, which is me, which is sometimes truth there, sometimes cantankerous mother effer, that's who I am. And if I can put all that together, I've aligned with who I'm supposed to be in this world. All right. So let's run that back, everybody. He said two things. Number one is freedom, doing what you want, when you want, where you want, with whom you want, whatever you want. That, that is a common theme among entrepreneurs when they're defining true success. And that is, in fact, one of the real definitions. But the other part is so much, so much less known, but also very important. That's being aligned with your life's purpose. So yeah. make sure you guys pay attention to that. That this is this is gold right here, what Chris has given us. So based on those definitions. Do you consider yourself to be a successful person? 1000%. I try to live my life every single day to the fullest, doing what it is I'm supposed to be doing, being 100% present and grounded with what, where I'm at, what I'm doing. And when I do that, I know, and I, I, it's just a little macabre for me to talk about this. Every time I get on a flight, I think about my wife, I think about my parents, mostly my mom and my wife. I send them both a text message uh, without exception saying, I love you and, and I'm going to get on a plane. So whenever there's a little bit of turbulence, I see people do this. They grab onto their hand, like they can do something about this. They start freaking out. I'm like, you know what? If this is our time, it's our time. We've lived a good life, man. 51 years on planet Earth. That ain't bad. Just a couple hundred years ago, that would be considered extreme old age. And here we yeah. are thinking it's middle age. So I want to make sure my kids know where I stand, where they stand with me, that I love them, that I appreciate them. And then it gives me joy to see them do whatever it is they were meant to do in this life with zero expectations that my wife knows I've been a truthful, faithful husband that is loving and caring. And to my parents that I'm a good son, that's all I need people to, to know that are close to me. And that's it. I've done everything I can. So if I disappeared tomorrow, I've done as much as I can in the time that I was given. If all of us could live with that attitude, how much better would this world be? So many people are living in fear that they haven't done enough or they're, just, they're scared of some Pen, impending disaster that may or may not overtake them. And 
Yeah, I, I love that attitude. Again, this this is I'm finally getting to peel back what I sensed and what I saw in you when we first met, and it actually is true. So, you're, you're this is not a BS thing. You're actually for real. So, thank you for doing that. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about the future of your company that you've got now, and then I want to I want to finish up and I'm going to give you the opportunity to give some advice because I want I want to hear some advice from Chris Doe. Let's take a quick break to thank our amazing sponsors for making this podcast possible. As an entrepreneur, I know that you have to deal with sales on a regular basis. I mean, every entrepreneur does. And if you aren't paying attention to sales as an entrepreneur, you're not going to be an entrepreneur for very long. But I've got a sponsor of this show called Dub that helps you bring the personal back to sales. If you want to figure out how to improve content creation, improve client trust, improve your sales process, decrease the sales cycle, because we all know time kills deals. If you want to increase client bookings and increase conversions, you need to take a look at Dub. There's a special offer for Dub for listeners to The Root of All Success at therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub, and that's D-U. BB. I've been using this for years. I'm a huge fan and I'm so honored that they're our primary sponsor of the podcast, but they have helped over 60,000 businesses around the world communicate better, to make sales easier, to make sales more personal. And it's built for growing teams. I mean, you can set up video emails, you can set up custom onboarding, you can do admin reporting. You need around video and sales and automation Dub is there. You can try Dub now. Your conversions to sales are waiting. All you got to do is go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. And there you're going to get two weeks for free to try Dub. Plus, you're going to get 50% off your first two months of Dub. You can't beat that. So go check it out. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. I love talking about this sponsor because it's oftentimes a lot of people talk about sponsors on their shows or have sponsors and they either don't use them or they might've used them once and they're not really in love with it. They just take their money. <laughs> it, it certainly is nothing wrong with that. But this sponsor, this one of my sponsors of the podcast is Story, S-T-O-R-Y-Y. Two whys, why? Because they're awesome. If you've ever wondered how these influencers do their Instagram reels and their TikToks and their YouTube shorts to look so amazing where they've got the Zoom cuts and the pop-ups and the on-screen illustrations, whether it's cartoons or actual images or videos that get responses, that people go, ooh, I want to talk to that. If you want to know how people do that, that is exactly what Story does. They take your videos and they make you look like an influencer. They make you become an influencer. And they will post it for you. They'll write the captions. They'll add the relevant hashtags. They put it on the platforms that you care about the most. And after that content's posted, they take it even one step further to boost it to your past clients, your leads, or anyone that you want to target. And they even have someone log into your social media profile to engage with other people's posts, to drive engagement on your profile. Story truly takes the headache away from doing social media content from start to finish. And they have a mission to help people nurture and cultivate their relationships by sharing your message digitally. And they even have an app that makes it easy to upload your content and track everywhere your video is at. And I've been using them for a long time. And 
I told him, I said, look, guys, I love what you're doing. I want to recommend you to everybody. You need to be a sponsor of my podcast. And so they're a co-sponsor of this podcast. And they're also the exclusive sponsor of my live webinar series, Entrepreneur Master Series, because they're that good. I tell everybody about them. So go to therealjasonduncan.com slash story to learn more. And that's therealjasonduncan.com slash story, S-T-O-R-Y-Y. Why are there two Y's? Because they're awesome. You'll get 10% off your first three months if you go to that link, therealjasonduncan.com slash story. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. Now, back to the show. You've got this company called The Future. And you, as I said in the intro, your mission is to teach a billion people how to make a living doing what they love, which goes to your definition of success, being aligned with your true purpose in life. And, and, you, and, and the way you describe it is think of the future as a private art school without the debt. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about what the future is and what you're doing. Yeah, so it, it was a basic premise, which is, can we do better in education? Does it have to be for profit? Do we have to send students and graduates into the real world with crippling debt that they may never be able to pay off? Some people are going to these upper echelon schools or hundreds of thousands of uh, dollars in debt, which they have to pay after taxes. This is an incredible burden to be carrying around for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And so if you're sitting here thinking, I have like $400,000 in debt, there's like four years of, of missed opportunities because I was in school. And now I want to create a business? Like, well, who can do that? Who can afford that level of risk? Very few people, people can. Now, of course, if you have parents who can fund your education, we have, I have no problems. And so what I want to do is to be able to provide an alternative, a check and balance, if you will, against the private art schools and the universities that are out there. Now, I chose art schools because that's what I know and that's what I'm going to teach for now until we can perfect the operating system, like how we do this, how we market how we create an equitable future for students, for teachers, and for ourselves. It's got to be long-term, infinitely sustainable. And that's the business model. So the future is kind of my thesis as to what can be done. Now, here's a side story some people don't know about. I tried helping different nonprofit organizations do exactly what the future is doing today. And for their whatever mismanagement, disorganization, the fact that it's a committee-run thing, they couldn't make up their mind about anything. I, yeah. They wanted to do it, but they just didn't move. And so eight, nine months later, I'm like, okay, I give up. I don't know how else to do this. I'm hitting my head against the wall and I'm bleeding. It's not working. And then I take the exact same plan and I'm sitting in my last ever faculty staff meeting at Art Center amongst the teachers who I revere to the left of me, to the right of me. And as soon as I have an opportunity to talk, I raise the question, should we not be concerned about the threat that exists today with online education and how disruptive that can be to what it is that we're doing here. As an alum, as a teacher, I deeply care about this institution and I want to make sure it's around for another 200 years. And they're like, let's take a meeting. So the powers that be, we met in my office in Santa Monica. And after I quickly whiteboarded what we're doing, how we're doing it and how I want to help with no money, no strings attached. Some of them laughed. They literally laughed. They dismiss me as a, as a kid uh, raising alarmist flags that are just not true. And the, and the analog that one of them made was they said the same thing about desktop publishing and how it was going to destroy graphic design. It didn't. You're doing the same thing. It's all smoke, man. I'm like, okay, I'm done. And I believe this, Jason. I messed up. I broke my own rule, which is you're allowed to complain one time. After that, it's your problem if you don't do something about it. I've complained twice now. Once a nonprofit and once it is private art school, 
And I was like, I really want to help. I still want to help to this day. But they're like the Titanic. They see the iceberg. Everyone knows there's an iceberg, but no one will turn the boat because it's somebody's responsibility and no one wants, wants to take that. Yeah. Well, yeah, we are all, we're all seeing education um, not to keep up with the new times, new culture, new worldview, new perspectives. There was a, there's a really great video going out there. I, I don't know who it is. It's a, it's a guy who does really clever rhymes. Like he was a poet and he writes these poems and then he does videos around the poetry and he talks about the difference between education uh, now and it was a hundred years ago. I don't know if you've seen this, but he says, here's a car. And he was, it's like the whole video is him at a, in a jury trial and he's presenting to the jury. Hey, here's a car from a hundred years ago. And now here's a car from today. Here's a phone from a hundred years ago. Here's a phone from today. Here's a classroom from a hundred years ago. Here's a classroom today. <laughs> they look exactly the same. We have to change education. So I applaud you for not just complaining about it, but actually doing something about it with the future. So everybody can go check that out at thefuture.com and that's future without the E on the end. So thefuture.com, but no E on the end. And you can find out more about what you've got going on. So Chris, with all your success, what would you say to the entrepreneurs listening to the show today? Like what's this one piece of advice that you would say, guys, if you do this, it's going to lead where you want to go. So do you have something specific, maybe one or two things, but something specific? I'll start with the one that I think is most relevant to what I'm all about and what we're talking about here today, Jason, which is this, is if I could have just gone back in time and started producing content when I was 24 instead of 42, could you imagine like 20 years in addition to what it is I'm doing right now, like where I would be? First of all, I'd be first on every platform, which, you know, was is not possible unless there's a new platform coming out. And I would learn so much about myself, about my process and build community along the way where people can actually see me documenting and seeing where the hair goes, you know, the loss of hair, the wrinkles and, and you know, how the face changes, but also the maturity, the communication style, what it is I'm teaching. So people often make this mistake. They think, I don't have anything to say. No one will care. Or um, that they just don't have the right kind of content for the right platform because it's not right. They have hours and years of content saved up, but they haven't released a single thing. It's extremely cathartic to put out whatever it is that's on your mind out there into the universe and not really care what people have to say. And you have to turn on the second part of it. And that's the thing that's crippling to so many people. It's like, what if I have people who disagree with me? What if I say something that is my true self but offends people? What am I going to do? Is this going to ruin my business? I don't have time for this. They make up a thousand reasons why they don't do anything. And they're still there at the starting blocks. The race has gone on for days and they're just still at the starting block. Like uh, maybe it's too sunny, right? It's too hot. They're waiting for it. But I'm telling you right now, you will learn so much about yourself. You get clarity of thought. Uh, David C. Baker wrote about this in his book, The Business of Expertise. You gain clarity through articulation. And just if you just look at it as a form of public journaling, as Austin Kleon writes, it's extremely freeing just to be able to have an opinion, an informed opinion, and just speak from a place of truth and conviction and passion. I think it's a wonderful thing. Not enough of us exercise this. So to distill that down into actual item is just go start producing content. You got to get out there and do it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And accept the fact that you're going to suck for a while. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, I did, I did, uh, I guess it was in 20, 
2018, 2019 is when I first started producing video content. So not that long ago. And I was doing these things called Friday sales tips. So I did a Friday sales. So you and I have such a similar background. That was when I started out doing Friday sales tips. And, uh, and then I started adding Wednesday weekly wisdom on Wednesdays or something like that. I did that. And now I, I film a short form video every single day and my editing team puts it out there and they put it out. I post once a day, Monday through Friday. So you're right. It all sucks. I go back and look at that, that stuff I did in 2018, 2019. I'm like, holy crap, that looks terrible. And it didn't match what I was trying to accomplish, but you have to do it. You get the reps in. Once you get the reps in, you'll become an expert at it eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Well, well eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so Chris, um, I, I think the power of a business coach has been one of the themes of our conversation today, because that goes back to that first question I asked you about what's this one distilled down key to success. And so I think there's really some golden nuggets in that, that people need to go. And, and I know that sounds self-serving because you coach people, I coach people, but the reality is we're both here only because of the business coaches that allowed us to become the men that we are and the, and the professional entrepreneurs that we are today. So Thank you for reiterating that for our audience's sake. Um, you've got a special offer that you want to invite people to with the brand lab. I'm going to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about that and people how, how to get in touch with you. Sure. First half of my educational educator uh, journey has been about teaching uh, business skills to creative people. And now I'm like, and especially because I was in front of Neil's group where a whole bunch of entrepreneurs, like people like you had mentioned earlier, that anything had things in common with me, mortgage brokers, real estate agents, loan officers, people in the finance world, accountants coming up to me. It's like, uh, tell me more about how I develop a personal brand. There's something about you that I want to dig into. And I was not ready for that. So I went back and re-engineered this program that we're launching this mastermind called Brand Lab to, to not serve business skills to creative people, but creative skills to business people. So it's like the yeah. art of business and then the business of art. And so I think that's where I'm like right in the, the edge of these two worlds where I'm half creative and half business. And I think I can translate and speak to both sides. So when I tell my friends about this, especially in the business world, like Chris is like you shooting fish in a barrel. You could do this stuff in your sleep, especially for business people. You know, yeah. the little things that you drop, uh, they'll just like, these are gold bars. And I'm like, I'm working way too hard for my money here. I just want to teach people how to find their voice, how to create thought leadership, how to produce content at massive scales, kind of like to be the Gary Vaynerchuk of their industry as an analog, not the style, but like the impact. So, all right. So you've got, you can go to, to look up the brand lab. You can go to thefuture.com. Remember, it doesn't have an E on the end, thefuture.com slash brand hyphen lab that's the future.com brand uh, slash brand hyphen lab let me say that one more time because i confused that the future.com slash brand hyphen lab and it's only 18k for six months at brand lab to work with the one and only chris doe with your personal brand and i love how you do the you know teaching create creative to business people or teaching business people to be creative and the art of business and the yes. business of art i love all that how that comes in together and that <laughs> certainly that certainly is kind of your brain on display how you think of these two sides of things so um the loud introvert coming out for all of us so listen chris this is this has been an honor man having a conversation with you uh, i hope that our paths cross again uh, in the near future i'd love to do some stuff with you kill it on stage this weekend in Vegas. I know you will. I wish you the best break a leg. And, and if there's anything I can ever do for you, man, just, just ring me up. The real Jason Duncan is at your service. You just let me know. So thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much.
Well, there you have it. Another very successful entrepreneur talking about his journey to success. And I love his advice. I want to rewind this for you and let you remember what he said. So his key to success was a business coach. And I know, again, it, it, for those of you know that I am a business coach, you know, well, Jason, this is obviously very self-serving. You're probably going to give a link to your coaching page. And I am. But the reality here is, is that this is true. Like both Chris and me experienced massive growth in our personal brands, our personal net worth, our personal impact, and the impact we're making in the world after hiring a business coach. So you've got to do that. I, I only take a few people every year in my one-on-one Exeter program, and I have a few slots open. If you're interested in talking to me, maybe I'm not the guy for you, but maybe I am. But if I am the guy, we could talk about it. So go to therealjasonduncan.com slash coaching, therealjasonduncan.com slash coaching. You can see exactly what the Exeter program includes, how much it costs, how to get involved. And maybe you just want to do a clarity catalyst, which is a couple of days, just the two of us working through a specific issue. Either way, both of those are listed on the site. My one-on-one program is 125K for the year and my clarity catalyst, which is a two-day intensive here on site in Nashville is only 25K. Either one of those is going to get you where you want to go faster than you can on your own, just like what Chris experienced, just like what I experienced. And we want to get to that place of success. Like he said, was freedom, being able to do what you want, when you want, where you want, with whom you want, whenever you want. That's true freedom. And then also aligning that with your true purpose in life. So go follow Chris Doe. Here's his socials. I want to make sure you know where he to find him. He's at the Chris Doe and Doe is spelled just D-O, like the word do in English. The Chris Doe, the Chris Doe, or the future is here. The future word future does not have an E in it. So go follow him at the Chris Doe or at the future is here and go check out thefuture.com slash brand hyphen lab. If you want to take advantage of that mastermind he's putting together on some personal branding called Brand Lab. Big thanks to Chris Doe for being here today and for giving me a little bit of advice on how to schedule these uh, these uh, sessions better. We had a little hiccup on the scheduling for this one today, but thank you, Chris, for that. I appreciate you very much. Everybody out there, I will see you next time when I interview yet another very successful entrepreneur about his or her journey to success. Until then, I am the real Jason Duncan, and Jesus is king. Attention business owners. Attention business owners. Feeling burnout from running your business? Uncertain if you're nearing burnout? Take our free 10-question business burnout test at businessburnouttest.com to discover where you stand. With just 10 quick questions, you'll learn how to immediately begin making changes to regain freedom and success. Cut your daily operations time in half. Improve your quality of life and prepare your business for your future exit without losing revenue or profit. Visit businessburnouttest.com now and take the test. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with the real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Follow Jason on social media at The Real Jason Duncan. See you again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.